Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington, and I am your host. Today is a solo episode. I wanted to jump on and say hi and share something that happened with my kids that you might be able to relate to. If you are new here, welcome. I am a mom of three. I have a three, five, and seven-year-old, and I have a doctorate degree in neuroscience. Today, I'm not sharing the research. I'm just sharing an experience because sometimes I think it helps to hear about other people's struggles or mistakes or, you know, uh, situations that we're, we're going through because I think we can all relate. And sometimes we do feel alone in, in our parenting journey. And, and it's nice to know that others are going through this. So if you are getting the sense that your child is starting to people please and, and, and really try to um, make everyone happy around them, then maybe this story is for you. And if you're not sure, then stick around. I'm going to make the, make this episode short so that you could get on and continue on with your day, but at least um, hear the story in case it does happen in your own home. So something happened over the summer with my seven-year-old um, where I had noticed, uh, and this was like the like I had noticed now it had been happening a few times that she was um, intentionally trying to keep her younger brothers happy. And when you hear that, you're probably thinking, well, Cindy, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, and there isn't, but I noticed that it was becoming more frequent. So I addressed it because I just wanted to see where she was coming from. I was curious why she was doing this. And her answer really blew me away. So what I was noticing is that if she took a toy when they were playing and either her three or five-year-old brother really wanted to play with that toy, she automatically gave it to them. She wouldn't cry or get upset. She would just give it to them and not say a word. And I had um, originally applaud her for this because I said, you know, it's really sweet that you're thinking of their needs and it's really kind of you, even though you want to play with it, to share it with them and, and to, to try to help them in those moments when they're really upset. So that was my initial reaction. But then here's the thing. I noticed that it was happening more and more often. Um, so she was, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe she hadn't eaten some fruit, uh, you know, that I cut up and she came to eat some and there was none left and she didn't say a word or there was one slice left of an apple and she could have taken it because I know that she had had only a few slices and she left the slice for her brothers um, outside, you know, when it was time to do something or be first in line for something, obviously her brothers, you know, um, like to be first um, and then when they weren't first for something or if they didn't get a turn for something she would often let them go first or let them have the turn and lose her own turn for something so overall I mean I was originally really proud of her and I told her this I said I'm proud that you are are able to put your needs to the side and notice that your brother's in distress and, and upset about it. And I, I'm proud that you are able to kind of just let go of the fact that you want the last slice and, and do that. And it was, I, I want to say a mistake, but what I like to also see it is we, we're, all, we're always going to make mistakes as parents, but we have to reassess and reevaluate and approach these situations, right? So the more I observed, I realized that I needed to reevaluate what I was saying to her because it was leading in a direction where 
it seemed as if she didn't feel her needs were important. And I did this unintentionally. That was not my goal um, when I originally said that I was really proud that she was able to put somebody's someone else's needs first. Um, but now it's happening way too often. So I did address this with her. And what she said to me was... I I do want I don't want my brothers to cry. So this is when I addressed it one day and I said, you know, you don't always have to make them happy. And she's like, I don't like it when my brothers cry. I, I'd rather help them and help them stop crying. And she said, but mom, I also want to make you proud. And that's what made me realize that I needed to reassess what I was saying to her in those moments. And perhaps I had pushed a little too hard on the I'm proud of you part when you give something away or you um, don't think of your own needs first or you don't set a boundary. And that's when I reassessed everything and sat down with her and said, we, we need to kind of talk about this. And, and yes, mommy did say that I was proud of you when you would do that, but your needs matter too. And your needs and what makes you happy, no one else will do this. Have you noticed that your brothers, you know, albeit they're very young, have you noticed that when there's one slice left of an apple or a piece of cookie left or whatever it is, they're taking it for themselves. <laughs> they're not thinking of you. They're not there yet. But what I want you to realize right now is that you matter too. So what we're going to do now is when you're in this situation, if you really want something and it's going to make them cry, if you want to set a boundary, if you don't want them to take the toy that you're playing with, and you know it's going to lead to them being upset and crying, it's okay. It's okay for them to be uncomfortable with you saying no. It's okay with them crying because they really want what you are playing with. It's okay. You don't have to make them happy. It's not your job. And we sat there and had this conversation and we've had this conversation multiple times now. And now she's learned to reassess the situation. You know, if it's just a random toy that she happened to take and she doesn't really care about it, then she assesses her needs first and says, no, this is okay. I'm ready to give it away right now. However, if she just grabbed a toy and she really needs that toy to integrate into her pretend play, for example, then she has learned to say, not right now, I will share it with you, but give me a couple minutes. And that has been a huge learning moment for myself because it's something that I do say very often, right? That our children need to know how to express their boundaries for their body, for play, for their needs. They have to learn this. But sometimes as parents, we unintentionally do or say things that lead to the opposite of what we're trying to do. So as a big picture, I knew what I needed to do and what was right. But in those little micro moments of her, of me seeing her think of somebody else's needs, I applauded it and I um, told her I was proud. And there was nothing wrong in that moment. But then those moments became um you know, uh, happened more often. And then that message of I'm proud of you when you think of someone else's needs became louder. And my bigger message of setting boundaries and thinking of your needs, that disappeared without me realizing. So it comes back to, you know, being a parent, we can never do everything correctly. We'll never um, be perfect or not make mistakes. But sometimes we need to readjust. We, we, we need to 
evaluate what's going on with our child and really readjust what we're doing. And if we power through parenting for the first 16 years of our child's life and never readjust, never readjust how we're speaking to them, never readjust um, how we're spending time with them and connecting with them, never readjust how we're approaching school or how we're helping them stay motivated during homework, then that is a mistake. We need to always take the time to readjust and reevaluate what we're doing, what we're saying, if it's working, if it's not, kind of like running a business. Remember there was an episode, and if you haven't heard this episode, I encourage you to go back <laughs> and, and find the episode that's called, um, oh, maybe I'll put it in the show notes, but that having kids and parenting is almost like running a business. We need to have goals and strategies and reevaluate and and see how if we're understanding each of our employer employees' strengths, right? That 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 would be our kids. We do need to take the time to do that. And if we as parents keep striving for perfection, we're just going to keep re, you know, uh we're going to keep disappointing ourselves basically because we're going to say, "Oh, look, I messed that up." Um, why did I do that? I feel like a failure as a parent. And that's not going to benefit us. It's not going to help us continue this parenting journey and, and, and realize that it's okay to make mistakes. So I really encourage you to take a moment this week or this weekend to step back and evaluate yourself as a parent, what's working, what's not working with your child, what are they struggling with? If they're really, really struggling with their behavior, then you do need to um, evaluate their home, their, their environment. What skills do they need? What do you need to change? Because you're part of their environment as well. So what do you need to change in terms of what you're seeing, perhaps how you're parenting? Are you modeling social emotional skills? Are you modeling how to regulate your emotions when you're frustrated? Or are you yelling a lot? All of those things, if you say, yes, I am yelling a lot, or no, I'm not modeling social emotional skills. It's not a failure. But now that you've readjusted how will you change that moving forward? And that's what we need to do as parents. We need to really increase um, the awareness when it comes to our parenting. We need to increase the uh, way that we are observing our children and and really not, again, just powering through every day, but observing what they're struggling with, what we're struggling with, and, and realizing that we need to give them some skills and, and work on our skills as well. So, everything I taught my daughter with regards to not please, not having to please everyone around you, but still being empathetic, right? So if you're somewhere and somebody clearly needs your help or they're upset, it's okay to comfort them and it's okay to put something on this, to the side. But the, the goal is that I was trying to teach her these social emotional skills of being empathetic, but also thinking of your own needs and your boundaries. And I want her to continue to practice this, you know, she's only seven years old, but I want her to continue to practice this because as a teenager and as an adult, I want her to be comfortable having boundaries. That is something that I struggled with so much. Um, and only around the age of 35 did I start saying or realizing that I needed boundaries or needed to know how to set boundaries as an adult. And only around the age of 35 that I start working on being comfortable with people not being comfortable with my boundaries. And that was a lot of work and it's hard and I don't always achieve it. I've, I still have, you know, I still have some experiences where I'm sitting with someone or speaking with someone and I feel like I should say something or I should do something or n not let them say that or whatever it is. And 
I just let it go and I'm working on that. I'm much better than I was before the age of 35 where I had no boundaries and it impacts your mental health. It impacts your mental health because you get upset that you're not saying no. You're overworked because you're probably doing too much and it's in, it's important to learn that when you're young. Um, so that is what I'm trying to do with my child. I hope that this story helped you. Um, if you are new here um, at Curious Neuron, please take a moment to follow us on Instagram at Curious underscore Neuron. You can visit our blog at CuriousNeuron.com. There are some blog posts about overprotective parenting that we've just posted. I think there are three different posts that really break down the science and the research around that and help you know if you are being an overprotective parent. I think next week I will... Um, cover that topic because it's an important one. There are very serious consequences with our child's development if we overprotect. Um, so there are the blog posts there. You can follow. Um, there's an academy if you need some help and are looking for some small courses or PDFs to help you with your child. But also, please take a moment to rate this podcast on, on uh, iTunes and to leave a review. And if you do, send me an email. I will send you a free PDF that helps you with your child's emotions or the potty training one if you want that one. If you're listening on Spotify, I had somebody reach out to me this week and say, hey, I'm listening on Spotify and rated it. Um, but you mentioned iTunes. <laughs> so yes, please send me an email at info at or you can visit our website, curiousneuron.com and click on contact. Send me an email. Don't send me a DM on Instagram. A few people did that. And if you're one of them, please send me an email because I lose the DMs within the sea of other DMs. And I, I don't want to, I wasn't, I don't do that intentionally. Um, Instagram is really difficult to keep up with people. Um, and then lastly, you can also listen to the Curious Neuron podcast now on on Amazon Music, as well as Google uh, Podcasts. So I hope you join us next week. Uh, I will try to start posting two times per week and have an episode where I, I chat with another parent. We keep it short um, or I chat with you myself. I hope you enjoy this. Let me know. Please take a moment again to rate and review the podcast. It shows me that you care and I'll see you next time. Have a lovely weekend. Bye.